Hello, Ben here from Supercoach Insider, bringing you my team into the finish line. Thank you for those that have followed me along this journey. There's one week to go. I'm sitting at 83rd for the season. I'm hoping to hold on to a top 100 rank. If you're new to our journey, please do follow us, SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Also, all the audio platforms as well, so Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on YouTube, search for us, Supercoach Insider. Like, subscribe. We just had a bit of a nice little podcast there with JP who's currently coming first with a nice handy lead so if you haven't seen that make sure you check it out ASAFP you can work what that stands for um, and get in there and check it out and support it so look interesting week um, very interesting I'm, I haven't changed I was out doing a few bits and bobs before probably shouldn't be wearing my Melbourne jumper when Brisbane's playing Melbourne tomorrow because Brisbane's obviously my favorite team uh, I don't mind the Navy. I got it for free. I had a mate of mine who lost a whole bunch of weight, and I'm like, I'm not turning down a lovely free jacket. So I do like Melbourne. I rooted for them last year, obviously, when Brisbane didn't play them. So, yeah, they're kind of a little bit of a humble team for me, and I wish I kind of changed because now I feel like it's a bad omen. I'm going to the game tomorrow night at the Gabba, and I feel like I've kind of cursed my boys a little bit. So forgive me, uh, Robbo, and anyone else that might check this out ever. Um, so... The week just gone, 2,498. Uh, definitely a decent week. It was uh, above what the uh, you know, top 100 was sort of going at, so I definitely moved up in places a little bit there. Was sitting 99th. Did cost myself a few points, which we'll get into, but um, I had English 88, so I decided to bank those points and move forward instead of risking the dice with Heaney. Now, I know Heaney was on an absolute heater. Um, I was wanting to sort of, you know, Look at going the Heaney train, but at the end of the day, if he, if you know if English went 91, 92, I would have just banked those points, and Heaney can easily bank out a uh, you know knock out a sixty one week instead of. And I wanted to enjoy the footy. I wanted to enjoy watching Sydney beat Collingwood because I've been calling it. Uh, I didn't want to have to worry about how one of those players was performing. So look, it is what it is. I probably missed out on about uh, thirty points or something or rather. So. Uh, can't be too upset. I think it might have put me maybe 10 ranks higher to like 73 or something. So it is what it is. I'm happy to try and hold on to a top 100 finish. Let's go and have a look at my team and obviously all the players within. So um, silly enough, I probably should have put the E on Neil last week because I only had the Friday night game to try and put an emergency on someone and I didn't think much of it. So I... I didn't go the VC on Neil, so I pretty much went. I was going to. I VC'd into a lead because that way I figured lead. If he underperforms, I'm assuming he's going to be well, but I'll put the VC on him in case something happens. And lucky I did because most people that went for that risky VC that we spoke about would have been heavily burnt. Uh, if you went VC Neil into lead, then you were very unhappy. So uh, I ended up going and bringing and going into uh, Clary was my captain. So 126, I can't really complain about that there. Now, I had the emergency on Owens because my thinking was if someone gets injured, then it's going to cause quite a lot of issues and I'd rather at least have, if there's a laid out, should I say, then Owens is there and I take his score, right? So that's the kind of safety net where I was thinking of where realistically I probably should have just put the emergency on um you know, like a Neil or someone like that, and then be able to work around it from there. Because I do have the loophole, and especially if it's an early game, you can always sort of rearrange it around that. So that's pretty much what I'm thinking. So going into this week, uh, I'm probably going uh, Took into Laird. I think it's probably the safest play. Same premise there. I, like, I wouldn't mind going Clary into Laird. Uh, sorry, Clary into Took. 
But the same thing. Suns play third off the block, right? Uh, if I had Geelong players, I don't think there's really anyone really of note anyway. Then that would be interesting. Uh, otherwise, it's a Saturday night game. Port Adelaide versus, uh, versus uh, Adelaide there. So I think that'll be a really good game. And he's not going to play weak against uh, that big rivalry. So I think Laird will be definitely switched on, tuned up, and he'll really come out there strong and try and perform. Now, the other haymaker I was looking at was possibly even looking at a bit of a haymaker and going Crips against Collingwood. Wouldn't recommend it unless you're going for a uh, real left field sort of option in a league final, um, just because no one's going to put the captaincy on him. So I don't think I'll really go down that route. I'll probably try and play it safe this week. And by safe, I mean, it, for me, it's probably Oliver into Took or Took into Laird, hoping, realistically, I'm hoping that Took will go well enough that I don't even need to go elsewhere. So that's pretty much the premise on, on what I'm thinking. And it's also all I think I can really kind of work. So Richmond play that night. So I think I kind of, that's pretty much all my options. I can't GWS play early, so I can't even use that loophole, which kind of hurts because with the whole Tickle and everything else like that as well, I'm just going to have to put the emergency and cover my bases for quite a few people this week. Now, the issue is, is that Darcy, I think, might be sharing it with Meek, so that's going to be an issue. So I'm going to put him on field and uh, sorry, on the bench with an emergency, knowing that with Teagle playing that night, if he goes bad, then English can sort of come in and do that for me. Now, Brody against the Giants, I'll probably do the exact same thing with him. If he does really well and Darcy does poor, then awesome. I'm throwing English into that and I'm playing Heaney on field. If there's another issue, then I might try and sort of look at it that way. So I think Neil should bounce back against Melbourne. Uh, he hasn't had too many games under 100, so I think Neil will probably rise a little bit. Melbourne don't generally tag as well. I think Harms might actually, if he, if anything, Harms might kind of go on there and try and negate him a little bit. But I think Neil should bounce back after a poor week last week. You know, He should be fresh enough. So I'm actually thinking with Petraka, Right, Brisbane might try and negate him there. Or Petraka seems to go really big or not at all. So for me, when you have a look at it here, so yeah, 99, 136, 134, 81. So I might even put the emergency on him in case he goes like an 81, then I might not take it. Might be the way to go instead of a Neil. Um, he's probably been doing worse lately, but let's have a look. Yeah, so 130, 110, yeah. So I think Neil's probably the safer play. So I'm going to go and put... Um, They've played fairly early as well. So I'll put Hamilton up there. I'll put Petraka here with the E. And pretty much I'm going to loophole Brody, Darcy, and Petraka in the run home. And the reason is that because I've only got Hamilton here and I've got um, Clark. And I need to be able to use that forward swing here. So the only way for me to actually try and get a second chance of a player is for my Friday night game. That way, if Petraka or, say, Neil does poorly or gets injured or whatever, touch wood, then that way they can stay on the bench. All of a sudden, um, you know, Heaney goes into there and I play Brody on field. So that's what the swing sort of option does. And if Darcy shares the ruck time with Meek and scores poorly, which I highly doubt because he towed up last week, Darcy. So maybe they're trying to give him a little bit of a lightened load uh, coming into finals. I hope not. So either way, I'm hoping Darcy kills it and I don't need English. That'll be lovely. But if he doesn't kill it and comes up with a stinker like he can, throw up a 50 now and then, at least I've got him as an emergency where English can move in and Brody can then play on field with Heaney. So I am worried about Heaney, and I've spoken about this a couple of times. So when we have a look at his history, particularly that history here against the Saints, 
These are his last three games. He scored 59 in round 15. He scored 67 last year and also last year scored 55 points. That's why I'm concerned. Now, Heaney's been on absolute heater, though. He's on 600s in a row, which is absolutely outstanding. I think it's the best run for a forward in a long time as far as constant 100s. Or definitely for Heaney. Definitely the best run Heaney's had in a long time. So really stoked to there. But you'll see the last two poor games, St. Kilda 59, Essendon 67. So that was pretty much before of his run of 100s. I'm hoping he's got confidence coming into finals. He's feeling good. He's playing his role well. And I'm hoping that he's really going to come out there and do well. But again, the issue is that they play last. So I'm hoping to kind of avoid playing Heaney this week unless I need him. And I'll need him if someone else sort of spuds it up. Then Heaney gets his time to shine and try and prove his worth. So that's my team. That's pretty much where we're looking at. Not too much dissimilar. Not too much to talk about except for the fact that, look, it's been a a lovely journey. Definitely have some regrets, but it's hard to regret too much when you're sitting in the side that top 100. For me, kind of looking at it, if I went Sicily in early instead of, you know, if I got rid of Whitfield nice and early, I could have made some money even and gone Sicily and then would have made me money instead of paying 600,000 and 610 or whatever I got Sicily for in the end, which was highly painful. Um, Overpaying, I think, was pretty much the issue this year. And I was happy to because I nailed a lot of the rookies but it probably impacted my ability to get some other people. So Bontepelli I got later than I wanted to because I couldn't afford him. Um, Crips I couldn't trade out because I didn't have any trades. And I think the issue is late, Parish in and out. Um, English, I think, was in and out because he got injured. So it's been – and I brought him back in again. So English has been in my side three times this year. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely been an interesting journey – didn't get Darcy Cameron, didn't get on uh, Merritt. If I wish I did, instead of Parish, if I went Merritt and took the cheaper option by 100000 that would have been much nicer. Um, yeah, so it's hard to get too upset with that. Um, it's been a lovely journey. Let us know how you are traveling. I think someone commented just recently last week saying that they're pretty much right behind me or near close. Let us know what your finish is this year. And this, it also let us know what your best finish is before. So, um Last year, I had a bit of issues. I was definitely ranked really well, and then I ran out of trades, and I was relying on, I think it was like Bolton and Langford, the two of the worst decisions ever, because I ignored Aaron Hall, hence most of the theme for the start of the season. Now, if I changed that up, I would have definitely ranked really high last year. My best rank's 360th, uh, which would have been higher as well. I think I was ranked 100th that year, but then I had Lysette get injured, and I had no trades left. Um, so I've been pretty much sitting around that you know, 350 to, you know, 1,000 sort of mark quite a few times. Um, starting to get the hang of this method and model a little bit more. But, um, yeah, that's it for me. That's it from us. Check us out. Um, I'll probably try and look at doing a bit of a reflective series for, you know, some podcasters or, you know, probably for some of them looking at what went wrong this year and um, just sort of going through, hey, like, what's your train of thinking? How'd you go? What was good? What was bad? and then going through, well, you know, who are you looking at next year? So we start to then look forward. It's a pretty short turnaround, really. Everyone sort of forgets where they came, and the next season starts around Christmas time when Supercoach opens. We sort of then go, okay, wonderful, off to the next one. What's, start looking for new angles, new people to watch, and that's where preseason comes into handy. And if you haven't been with us before, preseason is where we do our best work uh, love stats, love analysis, start to try and look at value and roles and all the rest of it, and then start to watch preseason games and training and hype as to where players are probably going to play. So it all comes into play. 
it all comes in handy and then we try and come up with a really good system where we look at the stats, we look at what the team is talking about, their roles, we use the eye test as well to see does it look like they're actually playing in those roles and then we sort of build up a case for each person as to their value and worth, as to whether they are looking at breaking out, whether they are a cheap option, you know, like your Brodies, or whether you know, it looked like they were going to um, you know, break out or as a premium. So you know, your English and these other players that we thought were going to break out this year. So that's it from me. That's it from us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.